is going on, my bourbon and boxing fans, man? Welcome back to another episode, podcast episode three, man. I dropped my show Friday on YouTube. Go check that out. My weekly breakdown of the four main events coming up this weekend. Uh, I talk about that and a little bit of boxing news on my show. But on the podcast, man, I'm going to hit on a few different topics. Uh, a little bit more news going on in boxing. Uh, a couple fight results in now, I just got done watching the ESPN Plus event with Derek uh, Sir, uh, Cervais versus uh, Marlon Aguavis. And, of course, Derek Cervais got the uh, TKO in that. I uh, can't remember what round it was. I want to say maybe the sixth round. He got the stoppage in that fight. Uh, wasn't bad. He looks pretty good. Uh, the undercard of that wasn't, you know, wasn't the most exciting, wasn't wasn't the worst. Uh, but we also had a fight over in the UK. Gavin Gwynn uh, defeated Emilio Marsili. Uh, I heard that was a TKO, but I also heard there was some kind of injury involved in that fight. I uh, didn't read much into it. But uh, mainly this week, man, on the podcast right now, man, I really want to kind of focus on the Ryan Garcia fight uh, versus uh, Oscar Duarte. Uh, the implements that's going to be involved in this fight. We're also going to talk about Golden Boy Promotions and how I feel like they're going to try to sabotage Ryan Garcia. Ryan, I think, needs to get a knockout. I don't think he's going to get the decision. We all know Oscar will pay a judge in a heartbeat. Uh, so, so if I'm Ryan, you got to knock this guy out. If you don't and you let it go to the decision, don't be surprised if this is a close fight. If they give Oscar Duarte that that win, and that's what Golden Boys want, Golden Boy wants, man. If they want Ryan to lose, I don't know what's going on between fighter and promotional company, but these every since that Tank Davis fight happened, Ryan losing that, it's been absolutely downhill for Ryan Garcia and Golden Boy Promotions. They're bad mouthing each other on social media talking a lot of smack. Ryan went on a lot of shows this week, not just the one that I watched, the one that I did watch with him, uh, uh, Brian Custer, on the Showtime show. And to be honest, he I mean, he kind of went off about how he felt about Hopkins and how he felt about uh, Oscar. And he went on a few other shows after that and said the same thing and made it clear how he felt about him. I don't know how much of that's going to cloud his vision going into this fight. I think he needs to be more clear, clear-minded clear because this fight is a big, big fight for him, man. Uh, once again, he's fighting a guy that's not a, hundred, a, a natural 140 guy. They're fighting at a catch weight, really weird. They're both, uh, well, Duarte's a natural 135 guy. He's coming up in weight. And then Ryan is supposed to be 140. He's, he's a guy who's coming up from 135 also recently changed up to 140 because he claimed he couldn't make 135 but for some reason this fight is at a catch weight with ryan coming in at 143 uh, and then they coming in at 142 earlier today um now i'm waiting you know like i said ryan hasn't really fought a true 140 guy uh so i don't he hasn't been tested in the uh junior lightweight division in my opinion but this fight isn't going to be easy for him but he's got to not only just win he's got to win it in a fashion that if it goes to the judges, there's absolutely no way that they can go against him. But in boxing, there's always a way, guys. So don't forget, man, that even if Ryan goes out and dominates this fight, if Duarte even remotely can make it look like you can decide in his factor, 
don't put it past Oscar to have a couple judges in his pocket to favor uh, to favor Oscar Duarte in this. Uh, and that's bad for Ryan, man. You don't ever want to go into a fight knowing that that's a possibility that you have to get a knockout pretty much. You have to get a stoppage uh, for you to be secure and that you're not going to lose this fight. Uh, if he loses this fight, guys, I mean... I think his I think his time with Golden Boy is done. I don't know how many more fights he's got with Golden Boy, but I think his time there is done, man. He's going to move on. Uh, he, and if he wins this fight, he's going to have plenty of options out there on where he wants to go. His name and uh, just kind of the crowd that he brings with him, man. He brings that younger, you know, social media crowd with him. He's big on social media, has a lot of followers. Uh, so even if he was to lose this fight against Duarte, he still has a following, and he can still sell tickets. So somebody's going to pick him up if it's not, you know, Matchroom jumping on him. Uh, he's familiar with that platform, or it's Top Rank, or, you know, wherever PBC lands at, them jumping on him. Uh, somebody's going to jump on China Siren Ryan Garcia, but it's definitely not going to be Golden Boy, guys. And it's not a good look for Golden Boy, in my opinion. Oscar's already got a bad name as far as not boxing. He's, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame boxer. But outside of the ring, he's always been kind of that character that everybody talks about. He's not a trustworthy guy. He uh, talks behind people's back. He's kind of a, you know, he's a dirty dude. Uh, we, you know, we know that he paid the judges in the Triple G fight. Uh, the 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 bird, last name Bird, I can't remember her first name. Uh, you know, she was out to dinner with him the night before, and he's known to have done it in the past. Uh so he's just one of them sleazy guys in boxing. That's the best way to, to describe Oscar De La Hoya at this point, man. He's just a sleazy guy. So once again, I mean, another Don King. That's not what the sport of boxing needs. Uh, you know, him even talking about uniting the sport and all that. I just don't think he should ever be involved in any type of boxing reform whatsoever. And he shouldn't shouldn't be in involved in any kind of committees being organized or anything like that. He's just one of them sleazy guys, man. He's always got some underlining to what he's doing. And, you know, that's never good for boxing or it's never good for fighters. It's never good for the sport who already has a, a little bit of a black eye on some of the things that have happened in this sport already. Uh, but if we can get one sanctioning body, guys, one group, one core group of rules, mandatories made to happen and all that kind of stuff, man, you could really change this sport to a big, big national next-level step, man, to take it into the new era that we're in now uh, where every other sport has seemed to jump to, but boxing has not. Uh, you know, I kind of just jumped right into the show, skipped talking about my sponsor. I apologize for that. Uh, give a shout-out to Brown Family Construction, uh, you know, over in the northern Kentucky area. Any of your needs contact them you can contact jason brown on facebook and uh he will take care of any of your construction needs man once again the name says it all brown family construction also man i forgot to take my shot i haven't you know i'm ready for a shot man i've had my kids up there I'm, I, you know it's friday i've been waiting patiently waiting watching some boxing and just kind of patiently waiting to uh get my chance to come down to my man cave kick my feet up talk to my podsters and, uh, you know, talk about boxing, man, what I love to talk about. But, hey, we're going to take a shot, man. So, guys, give me one second to grab my bottle and get my shot poured. People are excited for that. 
while you guys are waiting, man, we're going to take this shot. Of course, I am drinking on some Knob Creek. I love me some Knob Creek, man. I've introduced a lot of my bourbon on my on my podcast because my Monday recap, I'm normally not going to have bourbon. Uh, you know, it's just something that, you know, I don't really drink early in the day like that. I like to save my bourbon usually for the weekend, man. If I if I got a weird weekday off or something like that, I might have a nice little shot or something like that. A uh, small little drink, but for the most part, I like to save it for my Friday nights and my Saturday boxing nights, man, when I can just kick back, relax, sip on some bourbon, and just have some fun, guys. Well, like I said, man, it's called Bourbon and Boxing. I jumped kind of right into this episode because I had, you know, I really wanted to hit on this Ryan Garcia situation, which is really strange for boxing, man. I think if you had a sanctioning body, this is the kind of stuff that you could squash and shouldn't be happening. Or you can, you know, maybe go after the promotional company who's bad-mouthing their own guy, and that's never good for a sport at all. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that needs to be squashed and taken care of under, you know, behind closed doors between these guys. Social media, that's the one bad thing about social media, man, is that it... It's a platform for people to go on and say whatever they want to say. and uh, But once it's out there, there's no taking it back. You can delete it, but hey, it's been out there. Somebody screenshotted it before you could delete it. So anything you say is going to be recorded on social media. But when you're face-to-face, man, you notice a lot of this stuff isn't said when people are face-to-face. And that's you know that really shows true character about people. Uh, you know, Business should be handled like business, and right now, Golden Boy promotion is not doing that. Let's take this shot, man, and let's talk a little bit more boxing. There's another fight tomorrow we're going to talk about. Ah, nothing like that first shot of the weekend, baby. Friday. Late Friday night, though, man. I didn't get down here till late. My kids were rowdy-bowdy tonight. They did not want to sit down. They didn't want to relax. My three-year-old's like, Wah! just wreaking havoc on everybody. But look, man, there's another big fight tomorrow. Like I said, the, the whole Golden Boy situation is something I really wanted to hit on. Just think that it's just a tough situation for Ryan Garcia. A young guy like that, dealing with so much as far as going through the trainers that he's went through, and then now dealing with this situation with his promotional company i mean here's a kid that probably doesn't have to box if you know he's got modeling he could probably go into acting you know he's got those looks he's got that following on social media that he could probably go you know open up a page and have a pretty good following make plenty of money in, in his life off stuff like that and he doesn't have to box but he's choosing to so and he's got the talent to do it and he's got the tools now with Derek James, I think Derek can bring a lot of that out, get him to stop dropping that hand while throwing that big left so he doesn't get countered. Uh, fix the small things with him, make him a little bit more mobile, I think. He seems a little stiff sometimes when he's throwing those uh, punches, those jabs. Like he's almost kind of going back when he throws a defensive jab. And I, I think that's a bad set for him. His legs are straight, never in a position that you want to be, easy to knock down. But small things, we'll see if Derek James fix those in the fight tomorrow, uh, which uh, which that will be on the zone, guys, the zone pay-per-view, if I'm correct. And I want to say probably about everything's probably going to start around 6 o'clock, I would say, 6, 7 o'clock, and then the main event probably will be later that night. Uh, not for sure 
if that's in the States. I would I would say it's in the States being Ryan Garcia. But look, man, there's another big fight tomorrow. Michael Conlon uh, going up against Jordan Gill, guys. And Conlon is a guy, man, he's a tough fighter, but he seems to have a glass jaw. Uh, we saw him get knocked out cold in his last fight. Pretty bad knockout also. And then we watched him go 12 rounds with Lee Woods uh, in 2022. The fight of the year easily, in my opinion. 12 rounds of them just beating the brakes off of each other. And then he gets knocked out in the 12th round cold out of the ring. So his last two fights haven't really been that great for him. This is a must-must win for him also, Michael Conlon, if he wants to stay in boxing. And he's showing a lot of heart, man. He's like, look, I'm going to come back and be a champion. I don't care what happened. I don't know if you can build a jaw, man. Uh, you can build defense, that's for sure, defend that jaw, but I, you can't really build a jaw up, man, when a guy has a glass jaw. Kind of, that's a, you know, that's just a small, you know, flaw in his game, and he's just got to get better at the defensive part and look for those big punches and don't get hit with them. Jordan Gill's a good fighter with a good heavy punch, so once again, let's hope that this is not the same route for Michael Conlon, because I just don't think uh, if he gets if he loses this, his career is. Over, I would st I would state that his I would think that his career is over, in my opinion. So I'm rooting for you, Michael Conley. Go out there. He fights tomorrow over in the UK, so that's probably going to be an early fight. We might get an all-day boxing event once again this weekend, like we did last weekend. That I mean, that's great for me. I I get out of work at 1:30 tomorrow. My wife has to be in early, so I leave my job early at 1:30 tomorrow. I get home. I'm going to tune in immediately. It should start around two o'clock in the states. That's the normal time I usually catch it. Uh, so, you know, catch that and then watch that and then lead that into the Ryan Garcia versus, uh, you know, Oscar Duarte fight, which should be a heck of a fight and a heck of a day, man, for boxing. But those are two must win for two guys, man. Ryan's got to win and uh, Michael Conlon has to win, man. Uh, in other news, of course, we know... Uh, leading into a little bit of news, man, we know that uh, Devin Haney has vacated all his belts at the lightweight uh all four of his belts that he that he maintained that he had in the lightweight 135 division now leaving all those belts up in limbo now most of the time what i hate is they'll you know usually whoever's next in line they just give them the belts you know and they call them email champs and guys aren't liking that guys don't want that title tank has made it clear he was talking on his uh social media today uh, saying, look, man, don't hand me the titles. I want that blood. I want to beat somebody for those titles. I want to earn those. I don't want them handed to me through an email. So he's he's pretty much saying, look, I'm not going to accept that. If you try to hand them to me, I'm not going to take them. I'll, I'll set them to the side. I'll vacate them immediately, and I'll fight whoever takes them. You know, and that I agree with that. Nobody wants to be handed, and nobody should be handed the belts. They should be up in the limbo, and then the one... The, the number one contender and a number two contender should automatically fight for those belts. Uh, I would think at 135, honestly, I would think Tank and uh, Shakur are the one and two, possibly. But there's some good talent at 135, guys. So uh, that's where, right now, man, God, think about that. If you had a sanctioned body, you could come up with some kind of tournament right now. With the 135 position, with Zapata and, you know, uh, Shakur... Uh, Kambosa, uh, Lomachenko, uh, you know, Tank Davis. Uh, I know there's a few other, a lot of other guys that I'm missing in that division. But you could have a eliminator-style tournament. 
in 2024, you could say, okay, we're going to go in 2024 with all four of those belts available. So what are you going to do? Have a freaking tournament, man. Have a tournament where, you know, uh, the A versus B side going down and then all the way to the end. And then the number one, the two last guys standing will be the guys who will face each other for the belt. How much attention would that bring to boxing? That would be so cool to do a tournament like that. And I'd love to see boxing start going in that type of direction, doing different things, man. Uh, one sanctioned body with one committee, one set of rules, man. It could, it would make it more like a league, uh, like the NFL, NBA, all that stuff, and MLB. It would make it more like a league, man, and really cool if you could get a tournament for those belts at 135 instead of saying, oh, we're going to email Tank Davis. Hey, you want the belts, man? No, you don't want them? Okay, we're going we're gonna to email Shakur now. Hey, Shakur, you want the belts? No, 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 Shakur don't want them either. So, I mean, come on, guys. You get, we got to be real here. Uh, getting things like that not only is going to bring awesome attention to the sport, but how awesome would it be to now guys like Zapata would have a chance. A guy who everybody's like, well, you know, who's he going to fight, blah, blah, blah. You know, who's going to fight Zapata instead of waiting around to see who's going to fight him, have a tournament, allow him to go in there and showcase that he might be the best in that division. Uh, along with the other guys, and I think it would be a hell of a tournament, man. You have six of the top six guys, and they all, you know, one verse six, two verse five, three verse uh, four. Oh, am I getting it right here? Yeah, three verse four. Uh, all that, you know, going down the list. I don't know if I said that. Whatever, I, I just, I kind of thought of this off the top of my head. I didn't organize it or write it down, guys. <laughs> it was just a thought. So, uh, anyways, but look, man, that would be awesome. Top six guys have a tournament there. Let them fight for those belts. And the, and the last two standing, after all the other guys are eliminated, will be the one and two guys to fight for the belt and earn the belt, man. That would be so cool for boxing. Need more stuff like that in boxing, man, for sure. Uh, of course, man, we, we heard that over there in, the, in Brenton, they're now saying, hey, man, we're not, uh, you know, Conor Ben's application, they're, they're rejecting Conor Ben's application to fight in the U.K. Uh, and Eddie Hearns is dead set that he's going to get this Eubanks versus uh, Conor Ben fight going. And the only place that he's going to be able to take that is to Saudi Arabia. If he can convince them over there to take that fight, pretty decent travel, uh, not a bad travel for people in the U.K., uh, they could make it over there, and that would be a heck of a fight to get done in the in Saudi Arabia if you can't get any done in the U.K. I know Hearns has that Miami connection in the U.S., but trust me when I tell you the Eubanks-Ben fight isn't selling in the U.S. Nobody knows those names here. I know them as a boxing fan, and boxing fans know their name. But Eubanks and Connor, or Eubanks and Ben, is, you know, it's strictly associated with the U.K., the uh uh, those two families are like, you know, the feuding families over there. The, the, the fathers box each other, and it's been, you know, uh, a rivalry for a long time, and the Conor Ben fight was supposed to happen with Eubanks, but then Conor failed that, uh, you know, drug test where he failed for, uh, you know, PEDs, whatever it was. They say they really haven't come to a conclusion of what it was, uh, you know, but and then he hasn't said anything. He claims nothing about it. Uh, you know all that. He knew he didn't have anything to do with it. All that. Uh, he ate some eggs. It's all from eggs. All this funny stuff. But I, you know, I don't know who's right, who's wrong. Connor's never going to tell you what happened. 
and the British board is going a little bit. I think the British boxing board is going a little bit overboard. It's been over a year uh, since this happened. He hasn't boxed in the UK. I know they were really pissed when he boxed over here in the States and Miami, but the numbers showed that he doesn't have a crowd here, uh, and that fight didn't sell that well. And people were like, who's Conor Ben? Uh, so they got a look at him, I guess, an introduction to him. But he, And then he didn't look great in that fight. So he'd been out of the ring for a year. So that wasn't a great int- introduction for U.S. fans to a guy like Conor Ben, who I think is a great talent, man. Uh, I think he's a, he's a beast in that division. I, I was trying to remember what division uh, at 154, I think, uh, is where. Or maybe he's in the welterweight, 147. One of those two divisions he's in. But, uh, you know, he's a great talent. But he just doesn't have that name in the States to be able to bring. And Eubanks, nobody knows Eubanks over here, really, uh, in my opinion. Nobody knows Chris Eubanks, but true boxing fans here in the States. Uh, there's a lot of boxing, good boxing over in the U.K., and it kind of gets lost over here in the States. People pay a lot of attention to this, uh, boxers over here, even though they root against them when they fight. And then they root for the people from the U.K. or from... Australia or wherever they they're from, Ukraine, and they root for those guys over their own fighters. Uh, one of the, my favorite things about U.S. boxing fans, they're never a fan of their own boxers. That's a weird thing. But man, I think at some point somebody has to give up ground here. Uh, the U.K. you know doesn't the British boxing board looks like they're not going to let up at all, by any means, man. They they they're dead set on what's going to happen. And, you know, they're just, I guess, Connor's got to go with it. But if you're Eddie Hearns and you really want to get that Eubanks fight done, go to Saudi Arabia, man. That's where it can happen. Uh, and they might put up the money for it. And it's still going to draw a good U.K. crowd for the Connor Ben Eubanks to be able to travel there and make that a big fight over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and some other news, man, of course, you know, uh, you got the uh, Natasha Jonas versus Michaela Mayer fight going to happen on January 20th going into the new year with that fight. Uh, I wanted to talk about the fights. Like, this is going into the last month of boxing, guys. The last month of boxing, baby. Uh, sad, but what an amazing year uh, boxing has had. Uh, unbelievable. I'm going to do a top 10 fights. I'm going to do my top fighter of the year. Uh, you know, I'm going to. Those are going to be separate shows, but I will break that down for you guys, man, and I've got to go through a lot of my video uh, that I have to really break down these fights. It's been an amazing year for boxing when I tell you guys that, and it's going to end that way. I mean, this week you got Ryan Garcia, you know, versus uh, Oscar Duarte, and then you're going to have, you know, Michael Conlon going in against Jordan Gill. Uh, next weekend you're going to get Regis Prograde versus Devin Haney at the 140 division. Uh, you know, that's December 9th, and then the week after that, you're going to get my favorite fight, the fight that I've really been looking forward to. Uh, and when I say that, literally, since back when it was announced in August or September, I've been anticipating this fight. Uh, December 16th, you're going to get Bam Rodriguez versus Sonny Edwards. And I'm telling you, man, that one right there is the fight that I am most excited about ending the year with. Of course, you're going to get the... Uh, uh, Day of Reckoning over in Saudi Arabia, which is going to be a lot of heavyweights, some big heavyweight names, Joshua versus Wallen, uh, Wilder versus uh, Parker, uh, 
God, I mean, the list went on with uh, with these names, man. There are some big, big names in there. Uh, I'm forgetting a lot of these guys, but of course, uh, Daniel Dubai is going to be there. He's going to be facing, uh, you know, for the first time coming back, Big Baby Miller is coming back after, you know, a long stint out of boxing with the uh, suspension that he had with the uh, PED incident that he was involved in. And then also, uh, who else is on there, man? Uh, Herbovic. Herbovic will be on the card also. Uh, but I think that is going to try to set up a... I think if Joshua beats Wallen, which is no walk, walk in the park for him, I think Wilder's going to knock Parker out dead, cold. Like So I don't have any doubts that Wilder's going to defeat Parker. Uh, Parker's not going to be easy, but I think Wilder, Wilder's punch, man. People just do not understand how hard this guy punches. Uh, but Joshua beats Wallen, and, you know... Wilder handles himself against Parker. That's going to set up, I'm thinking, guys, and this is my thought, is that, you know, you got the Fury-Usyk fight in February. They fight December 23rd. That's plenty of time for these guys to get in camp uh, through most of February or most of Jan all of January, you know, and then jump in there and be the under the co-main event, Anthony Joshua versus uh, Deontay Wilder on the co-main event over and under the... Uh, uh, Fury versus Usyk, man, which is just, man, if you had that, that would be a great way to start the year for boxing in February, man. Uh, getting these guys, these big heavyweights together, and not only getting an undisputed heavyweight champ in uh, February, but also having an eliminator fight as a co-main event, so that after the rematch happens against Usyk and Joshua, you'll already have a possible mandatory either Joshua and Wilder, and you can also set up a rematch between those two guys uh, during that time and have a double eliminator fight to where, hey, you know, they're going to fight again, and then whoever wins that will be the be the one that fights for the titles after the two after the rematch. But, hey, man, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be awesome to start the year out with. I would like, I hope that's what's going to happen. That's just me talking. There's, there's nothing behind that. Uh, like I said, everything you hear on, uh, from me, man, is going to be, from a fan's perspective, stuff that I, you know, I do a lot of my research, uh, my own. I don't have anybody do my editing work or nothing like that for me, man. I do all this on my own. It's all fan perspective, fan view, fan opinion, uh, all that kind of stuff, man. But definitely hit in there. Tell me if you guys think that we could possibly get an Anthony Joshua versus Wilder fight as a co-main event in February, or is that going to be too soon? Am I, you know, kind of hoping a little bit too much for that, uh, shooting a little too high for my hopes on that one? Or could the Anthony Joshua and Wilder fight be a main event still over in Saudi Arabia by itself if both of these guys win on December 23rd? But uh, like I said, man, the fight that I'm so, so most interested in, December 16th, Bam Rodriguez versus Sonny Edwards, man. I'm telling you guys right now, you got to tune in for that fight. These two guys are small, but they are scrappy. Bam is a hell of a fighter. I've watched Sonny a couple times and super impressed with Sonny. Uh, he's got a little bit of power to him. He's got some great combos. Bam is almost the exact style fighter. I think I give Bam a slight edge. Uh, but, man, don't put it past Sonny. I wouldn't, I'm not betting again. I wouldn't bet it. I would, I'm giving Bam an edge, but I'm definitely not betting against Sonny Edwards. I, I wouldn't put any money on that fight. Unless it was, you know, some $10 on somebody getting knocked out sooner than what they should just to try to make a buck or two. 
But yeah, I mean, outside of that, guys, I don't have much news, much more news from you, man. I'm just kind of rambling on this Friday night, drinking my bourbon, sitting back, relaxing. Well, now I would just got done watching the fights on ESPN. Now I'm watching some weird movie on uh, Hulu. Uh, I don't know if I'll continue to watch it, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna take a few more shots, kick my feet up down here, and uh, just kind of check out what's going on on TV, man. Enjoy the rest of my Friday night, baby. I gotta be up early tomorrow. But like I said, I get out of there early, man. I'm excited for the fights going on tomorrow. We're going to get an all-day boxing event as usual, so don't miss out on that, guys. Tune in early. Uh, both are going to be on the zone, so, hey, you don't have to jump channel to channel. Once again, like last week, we didn't have to jump channel to channel. It was all on the same channel, ESPN and to ESPN Plus, if I'm correct. Or was that Showtime? No, Showtime was the main event. But, yeah, it, maybe it was the week before. I get my weeks mixed up sometimes, but, hey. Guys, once again, thank you for joining me on episode three of my podcast, Bourbon and Boxing. Once again, I am your host, Jeff Man. Join me once or twice a week on a podcast. I always do my Monday recap. Uh, it's I did it on Tuesday this week, but I'm going to try to get it done on Monday for you guys. I had a little bit of bad mojo. I killed a cricket spider, and it gave me some bad luck, and I just wasn't. I, I promise you, it gave me bad luck. I shouldn't have killed this thing. It was watching my show. And it was like eyeball me, but like it was right there. And I'm like, man, is this thing going to jump on me? What's going to happen here? And we were trying to, and, and I'm in the middle of my show, and it was kind of like a, a Wild West standoff, you know. And he was staring at me, and I'm staring at him, and he's staring at me. And I'm like, man, this thing's going to jump on me. It was kind of throwing me off a little bit as I'm doing my pod. And for some reason, my accent, instead of, you know, swatting this thing away, because cricket spiders are harmless, they're just weird-ass-looking fucking... They're, they're like... I don't know what the hell they are. Uh, I don't know if a cricket and a spider made it, or what the hell happened here, but the cricket spiders, if you haven't seen them, they're pretty decent size, but they're harmless. As far as I know, they are. Maybe they're poisonous as shit, I don't know, but as far as I know, they don't mess with you. But for some reason, I decided to get up, instead of swatting this thing away from me, so... I get up and I squash it. Pow, I kill it. Immediately, I felt bad for killing this cricket. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. I shouldn't have killed that cricket. I'm going to have bad freaking luck, man. And I promise you, after that, I stumbled over my words. I couldn't get an episode done. I just didn't feel like doing it. And I just stopped. I was like, all right, man, I got to walk away from this. I got bad luck. I, I brought it on myself for killing this innocent cricket who was just watching my freaking show with me and being my fan and my audience there for me and I got up and killed the guy man the next day I came down and tried it and I was still you know fumbling over my words couldn't get stuff out you know stuttering Stanley and all that fun stuff and I'm like man what the hell so I had to show some remorse you know I had to pray to the cricket you know let him know hey I apologize for killing you man it was a knee-jerk reaction on my part and I shouldn't have killed the cricket, so I apologize for it. And then guess what, man? My episode went pretty smooth on Tuesday, and I was able to get my recap out to you guys for my second podcast up here. And uh, like I said, man, guys, check me out on uh, my Facebook group, Bourbon and Boxing. It's a private group. If you want to join, send it. I'll add you if you're a true boxing fan. Also, check me out on YouTube, where I drop a show every Friday. Uh, breaking down the weekend fights, talking news, and drinking some bourbon with you guys, man. You can see me face-to-face -face there. Uh, I'm not the prettiest guy in the world, but hey, you know, let's sit down and drink some bourbon together. Uh, liquor makes everybody prettier. But, uh, you know, with that aside, <laughs> that being said, 
Uh, you know, you can check me out on Spotify. You can check me out on iHeartRadio. You can check me out on Amazon Prime. You can say, hey, Alexa, play Bourbon and Boxing, and it'll bring up my latest episode. Subscribe, follow me, subscribe, like my stuff, guys, man. The the more subscribers and likes I get, the, you know, the uh, more motivation you know, it is to continue to do my show, which I don't really need, need the motivation. I do this as a hobby, man. I, I don't really need the audience uh, for my show. I love to be able to, you know, people listen to me. It's great. But I do it more for a hobby uh, than anything, you know. So it's just something fun I like to do, man. I like to get on here and bull crap about something that I really enjoy, uh, sports and boxing and stuff like that. So thanks for anybody who's listening, man. And once again, I'm your host, Jeff. Instead of dragging on this episode any more than I already have, uh, let's uh, go ahead and finish up with the shot I got on me, and uh, we'll call this podcast episode three. Uh, we'll call it the uh, Curse of the Cricket, man. How about that? Podcast three, the Curse of the Cricket. My cricket story at the end. You got to stick in there to get the cricket story, guys. You can't just fast forward, listen to the whole thing, and at the very end, you're going to get the awesome cricket story I just gave everybody else, man. But thank you once again for joining me. And let's take this shot together and call this a show. Once again, subscribe, like, follow, all that fun stuff. Check me out on all of my uh, platforms and uh, keep following me, guys. And if you guys do anything cool like podcasts or anything, let me know. I follow back. I subscribe, man. I show the love back, man, for sure, 100%. But thank you guys for joining me, man, and catch those big fights Saturday, both on The Zone. You can catch all-day boxing, baby. It doesn't get any better than that. You guys enjoy your weekend and thanks for joining us.